Welcome to MSP Voice, the weekly show for MSPs by MSPs. Brought to you by CloudBerry, the number one cross-platform cloud backup. Learn more at cloudberrylab.com. This is MSP Voice. Hello and welcome. This is MSP Voice episode number 32. Today I am happy to be joined in the interview with Jeff, by Jeff Saygraves. Um, with Blue Line. So Jeff is out of the Carolinas. Great interview. He talks about some of the work that they're doing with Apple and how it's helped their business. Um, of course, now before we get to that, I have a couple of housekeeping items. Uh, we've got a MSP Voice webinar series coming up with VM Racks called HIPAA Compliant Cloud. Uh, so definitely check that out. If you missed the live on Tuesday on, on the 22nd, um, it will be available for replay on the blog MSPVoice.com. Um, also, if you missed last week's episode, with um, J. David Sims on HIPAA for, with, with HIPAA for MSPs. Um, the recording is now available. It's on the blog mspvoice.com as well as on YouTube um, called Duct Tape HIPAA. Um, David goes through a, a lot of great kind of myths and things like that about HIPAA and how you can make sure that you're compliant. So uh, really great information out there if you're already doing HIPAA or if you're looking to, to start doing some HIPAA uh, customers or clients, uh, definitely check that out. As always, mspvoice.com is your source for all things MSP Voice, including the podcast as well as the webinars. So with that, let's go ahead and jump into our best of Reddit for this week. I've got five articles or five posts here to uh, to go through. Um, first up is getting clients to a newly created MSP. Uh, common question, right? I've started business. How do I get customers? Uh, so this person is actually in Denmark and Scandinavia. Um, it, you know, just started, doesn't have any contracts. You know, how does he get in touch with companies? Any advice or ideas? Uh, the one here with the most upvotes is networking, networking, networking. Uh, so, you know, you can't stress that enough. You've got to get yourself out there, um, you know, and, and go promote yourself, whether it's, you know, chamber of commerce, political meetings, um, just, you know, hanging out with friends, golfing, all these different types of things. Um, he highly recommends that. And what I think is great about his, his advice here is he actually gives some examples of what he's gotten from these different activities. Um, and one of the things he's done is uh, charity auctions, where he actually auctions off like 12 hours of his time at a charity auction um, as, as kind of a way to get customers. So he's gotten four clients from doing that, um, donating 12 hours <clears throat> at different charity auctions. Um, he's gotten two clients and one referral uh, from local political meeting. Um, he's gotten zero clients from quote unquote networking events, you know, where they say, hey, come and network. Um, and then he's gotten three clients from natural events like golfing, friends get togethers, et cetera. Um, and you know, I think that last one's important because, you know, in any situation, you've always got to be out there telling people what you do and, and selling your services. Because even though the person you're talking to may not be in need of your IT services, they may know another business owner, small business owner um, that is looking for, for IT services. And if you have that personal relationship with one person, they might refer you to another. Um, so it's definitely a, a great way to get business. Um, like I said, network, network, network. Um, and, you know, a lot of other commenters, you know, essentially kind of post the same thing, um, you know, talking with, you know, your personal relationships and, and getting involved and all those types of things. So definitely great advice out there. Take a look at it if you're interested and also feel free to contribute if you've got something that works really well for you. Next up is verifying techs are checking in and actually on site. Uh, so this poster has, um, he, he admits he's, he has a tech 
who he has found out through another tech who is basically checking in early, taking an hour and a half for lunch, and then checking out late. Um, so it looks like he's working you know, eight hours, but maybe he's only there like six and a half. Um, and he's asking for what are some technology solutions because right now they use Slack. So when you get on site, you check in on a Slack channel. That way people back in the office know you're on site. Um, but he wants to know, is there a way that they can do it so that it geotags that person's location so they know if they're actually on site when they check in? Um, and, you know, what's interesting about this, I think, and, you know, the, the, the number one upvoted one, you know, comment here is you, know, you can't IT your way out. You can't IT your way out of an HR problem, so keep that in mind. And, and basically what he's saying is you've got a bad tech um, if, he's, if he's doing this kind of stuff. If you don't trust them, you know, th those types of things, then, you know, is, is, is you know, technology really going to help? Um, and a lot of people kind of really do talk about that, that it's more of an HR problem than a technology problem. Um, so that's kind of the resounding theme in terms of, of people who are commenting. Now, now, some people do have good suggestions for, you know, check-in apps with, with geotagging and those types of things. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's interesting, too, because the original poster goes back and does admit that, hey, his guys are salaried. So it's not like he's, you know, getting paid extra and working less. Um, that, that's not necessarily the issue at all. What they want to do is if their techs are on site and their clients are fixed time, fixed price, or, you know, all you can eat. So, but if the tech is on site, they need to know that back in the office so that if, if the client calls to their help desk and says, hey, I need help with this, they can say, hey, you're, you know, while well, your tech is on site today, he's out to lunch, he'll be back you know, in 30 minutes, whatever. Um, so they can let the person know that, hey, you've got someone on site too who can deal with that. Um, so it's really just kind of a matter of logistics and making sure that you know where your techs are. So that way when customers call, you can let them know, hey, we've got someone there, they'll, they'll be back in, in 10, 15 minutes and, and you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get you helped out. Uh, so you know, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of an interesting conundrum, I guess you would say. And then he also admits later that this is not this tech's first quote-unquote issue. Um, so, you know, maybe it is an HR issue. But still, if you're looking for ways to clock your, your tech's time, there are some good suggestions for some different technologies that will do that. Uh, so, you know, if you're interested in that, read through the thread and you will find that. Next up is... How do I take your money? <laughs> Basically, merchant account research. So this person is trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be the best merchant services to be able to accept payments, uh, whether that's you know ACH, credit, debit, um, PayPal. You know, what's what's the best way to uh, to collect the monies that you're owed for your services? And um, you know, again, the top one here is um, he says he does ACH or you know electronic check for 95% of his clients. Nope, there's no processing charges. Um, myself, I deal with this as well because I, I, we own some rental properties um, and I have it set up online so that they can pay their rent, you know, over the web. And electronic check, ACH, no cost. Um, credit card, there's a fee. There's a processing fee. We can charge extra and those types of things. Um, so, you know, basically you want them to pay ACH. Not everyone may be comfortable doing that for whatever reason. They want to put their bank account information out there. Uh, but it is kind of the best way and, and the cheapest way for you to do that. Um, of course, you can also have them mail in checks if you want uh, so that, you know, you, you can, um, you know, process it that way. Um, it's kind of up to you if you want to do that. And then, of course, there are a lot of great suggestions in terms of, you know, what, you, what different types of, of systems you can use, whether it's QuickBooks and, and those types of things. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Stripe on here. 
Um, but there's others that point out you have to be careful on how you define your services because they may define you as too high risk um, and, and cut you off. So um, a lot of interesting stuff here in terms of you know, how do you actually get money from your customers, from your clients. Uh, so definitely check that out. Um, next up, interesting one here, security cameras. Um, so do you install security cameras for your clients? Um, what kind of security cameras do you install? Um, but this person has kind of an interesting one because they do, um, and they, they do work with Ubiquity um, installs, but they've got a client interested in putting in a ring camera um, because it has a doorbell. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's done the doorbell security cameras uh, before. Um, you know, is anyone, he wants to know, is anyone doing ring? Um, and pretty much everyone says, no, um, don't install ring. Ring is great for home use um, in certain situations, but it's not good for commercial use. Um, and, and that's pretty much what everyone says. And there's also other suggestions in terms of, you know, what, what kind of cameras and systems do work well. Uh, but, you know, pretty much everyone says, you know, hey, Ring is, is not good for commercial use. Someone else pointed out, hey, you know, that there were Amazon employees were able to view the Ring video feeds for a while and those types of things. So some security concerns there and those types of things, just not necessarily good for business. Um, one thing I thought was interesting here is uh, someone in Oklahoma um, said that you you um, you can't install cameras without a license, um, and there's, there's big fines if you get caught. So you know that's another thing you want to check into is does your state local government require you to have a certification or some type of license in order to install security cameras? Because that may be another caveat that you want to look into. Um, and you know this part, they they did put some links in terms to the the Oklahoma specific laws. If you're interested in that, if you're in Oklahoma, um, but definitely a good idea to check it out in your in your you know state and local government to see if there is a requirement for that. But at the end of the day, Ring not necessarily good for commercial. And finally, hardware as a service pricing and return on investment. So this person is looking at offering hardware as a service or has. Um, and, you know, he's, he's trying to think out, you know, how long is it going to take him to make his money back and those types of things. So he says, if I had an $800 desktop, I tell the client it's about 22 a month, you know, that would get him $800 in 36 months or three years. Um, he's like assuming it would be replaced every three years. He's also seen mention of others getting their investment back in five to six months. So he's like, then we'd have to charge $133 to get $800 back in, in six months. So, um, you know, he's, he's trying to figure out, you know, what, what is this? And um, the, the top post here um, from TCP MSP, um, you know, he says never sell hardware as a service a la carte. Um, it must be included in the managed services deal. So it should be all bundled into the contract. And what he says is they do 195 per user per month. Uh, so that includes dual 24 inch monitors, a Dell 7060, wireless keyboard, mouse, surge protector, patch cables, Office 365 premium, AV, RMM, and all you can eat labor. Um, so he does break it out that the PC, the, the PC cost on the invoice is 52, but they only break that, break that out for sales tax. If you don't have to do that, don't do it. Um, and he says, don't worry about the ROI. He worries more about the total profitability of the managed services agreement. He said, hardware as a service makes me more profitable because it protects my hardware margins, standardizes my equipment fleet, and forces a standard refresh cycle. Um, and he loves to talk about has. So um, if you are interested, hit up TCP MSP. I'm sure he'll he'll help you out. And you know, I, I think that's great. You know, if you can bake it in and, and you can standardize everything across all your customers, it does make things easier, makes you more profitable, makes it easy for your techs to to do those types of things. Um, 
of course, there was a question, what happens at the end of the term? So do you offer you know, a $1 buyout to the customers to, to, to own the hardware? Um, what do you do with the computer after you replace it? Those types of things. Uh, so TCPMSP says buyout should never be an option. He says the point is, isn't to be a financing company. Um, they offer it because they offer hardware as a service because it's better for the client, makes them more profitable. Um, so in terms of the old hardware, they do recycle or dispose of it. Um, they don't bother trying to sell it. They run a managed services business, not a used PC business. Um, so, you know, a couple of different options. And then one other kind of um, thread that's interesting here is that, you know, if you are going to do this, you know, how do you, are, are you going to lay out all of the money, um, you know, for that hardware at the beginning, or is there a way to finance it? Because uh, because it can be very expensive, you know, you might have to lay out twenty thousand dollars up front for a customer to buy all their hardware, just to have them essentially pay you back for it over over you know a number of years. And I think that might, that's kind of the original poster's point too. Uh, so, um, but there are they do there are others do mention that there are companies out there that will do financing um, that will that will help you out with it. They'll take on the risk and those types of things, you know, especially if the customer goes out of business. Uh, so, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of good tips here on hardware as a service. So if there's something you're looking to offer, um, you want to bake it into your managed contract reels, definitely check out this post. Everything is in the show notes on mspvoice.com. So <clears throat> now we go into the interview with Jeff Saygraves, again, from Blue Line IT. A lot of great stuff, um, especially on how they've been able to use Apple to help them build their business. So thank you very much. Hello and welcome to MSP Voice. Today, I am happy to be welcomed by, with Jeff, by Jeff Saygraves with Blue Line um, out of the Carolinas. Jeff, why don't you introduce yourselves and uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys do? Sure. Uh, again, I'm, I'm Jeff Saygraves. I'm the president over at Blue Line Technologies. Uh, we're based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, we, we consider ourselves, uh, ourselves a technology solutions provider. So we... Okay. Uh, managed services is part of what we do, but we're, we're very broad. Um, and as far as managed services companies go, uh, the I guess what makes us a little bit different is we have about half of our organization is focused on Apple support as well okay. as supports. We, we've done a lot of work integration with the Apple Store. We've hired uh, quite a few former Apple geniuses. And so mm -hmm. it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a, an interesting dichotomy and personalities over here when you with Windows and Apple team and trying to make it all work together in harmony. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it's important because, you know, you see more and more, it used to be everyone ran Windows and now you see a lot of people carrying their MacBooks um, and, and, and using using Apple products at work and, and obviously on, on the cell phones and those types of things. So, right, um, right. yeah, and, and again, getting everything to work together. And I know it used to be much more of a challenge than probably what it is now. No, it's still a challenge. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> and and it's, it's funny what we really and, and even in shops that have uh, Windows uh, environments and Windows servers, a lot of the executives want to use Macs. Yeah. What we do, we, we do a lot of catering to the kind of C-level execs that they want to bring their own devices, bring in a Mac, and we have mm -hmm. to let it work with their applications and their systems. And some applications just don't work well with a Mac, and that's all there is to it. And, and part of our job is figuring out how to make it work in a Windows environment so that the execs stay happy with their, their toy. Yeah, <laughs> that's their toy. It's not a toy. It's a, it's a high-priced piece of equipment. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, how did you, how did you get into business? Where, you know, how did you get started? Did you have a career in IT first, you know, a technical background? Kind of give, give us the journey, so to speak. Sure. I, I don't have a technical background, um, I, I guess. Uh, so I, I got out of college. I went 
into management consulting, worked for Accenture, IBM Global Services, and then Computer Science Corporation. And, and within that, we were doing the, the, the larger kind of global consulting practice, like you would think in, in the manage, manage, management services, not mm-hmm. services, but really, uh, you know, helping companies with their, their process and business processes. Um, as, as the saying goes, sometimes life happens to you. <laughs> and a downsizing uh, with Computer Science Corporation as they were going through a bit of an upheaval and trying to figure out what was the next step to what are you going to do with your life. So mm-hmm. um, what better thing to do than, than uh, you know, start up a, your own business? I got two kids in college, uh, two mortgages, so why not uh, take, take the leap? Uh, so <laughs> I kind of stumbled on uh, this company was for sale. It was a uh, Blue Line Computer was the name at the time. Okay. Three employees. Uh, the owner was was starting to. He was looking to retire. He'd really checked the business, uh, so there wasn't a huge concern with him back in a way. And uh, I I acquired. And this is in, in 2013, early 2013. And so we've been growing 20, 25 percent year over year since then. And, and so I don't have the technical background, which which is actually a good thing. <laughs> I always say you know work on the business versus in the business. So. Mm-hmm. I've done is put in uh, repeatable methodologies, client service, uh, the the methodology, and, and different things that we did on the management of some of the other firms I worked in, and put that in place here to really my my goal is to give that kind of that big five consulting experience, okay, like 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 we used to be able to to offer, uh, but do it for a CPA firm that has 10, 15 employees. Mm-hmm couldn't they, they couldn't necessarily get that uh with what they're what they're getting before and a lot of times we say our competition is uh as i know a guy <laughs> out of his garage and so i'm in um and, and i really think we we behave differently and we act differently with our clients as our goal anyway to be more of a technology solutions provider and and we look at ourselves as professional services company versus okay. a uh, kind of a break fix uh organization now, when you when you acquired this company, were they already offering managed services, or were they primarily break fix? Did you have to transition? Uh, so they had. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the the number. The it was a very small number of recurring revenue stream. That okay. They, uh, so it, it was mainly all break fix hourly work uh, that they had in place, and mm-hmm. overall, it was. Um, uh, There's a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> Both and to standardize. Uh, you know, everybody was unique. Every client was unique. Three consultants that they had had their own accounts, and they they didn't share much across uh, uh, the the group. So, being mm-hmm. that shared mentality, team mentality in place to go from three to you know we're now at fifteen employees, and and we're right. a band now. I mean, we're we've got to the point. It's it's time to get get more people on board because we're we're you know it's it's a good it's time to be us. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was looking at your website. I noticed, you know, you've got, you know, nice office. Um, saw you know, some of the pictures there. Um, but also, you know, I found it interesting, you know, you, you kind of have some, you know, coast to coast coverage as well. You have you have clients in, you know, other states, you know, how, how more remote could it be from the Carolinas to California? So right. yeah. um, now, how, you know, now, do you do you work with with people who are on the ground out there? Do you subcontract? How, how does or do you just do everything remote? Yeah, for, for them, it's all remote. Um, okay. Do have a bit of a presence uh, that, that we have, have uh, we've established offices in Greenville, South Carolina, and Raleigh, North Carolina. Each one of those is it's about three hours away, so mm-hmm. we have a presence there. Uh, 
the California uh, clients that we have, uh, right after I bought uh, Blue Line, I was kind of approached, uh, you know, out of the blue by by somebody else that's trying to get out of the business, and and they uh, gave us a, a it was a web hosting business. Okay. Or, um, and I figured, hey, why not? Well. It's, <laughs> computers um, so we picked up the web development web hosting uh, company, and with them they had uh, the the owner originally come from California so he had a base of clients that were from there that he did okay for for uh, we've kind of gotten away from the web business a, a bit because it's mm -hmm. left brain right brain you know the, what color of blue uh, do you want your yeah. <laughs> us. Uh, so but what we have done is we've maintained uh, with those clients some of the cloud services that they need, um, okay. mail service, uh, different applications, and, and some things that they they still support. So we we do have uh, about a dozen or so clients that are that are based in Southern California. Cool. That, that we we do their cloud services for them all remote. Awesome. That's that that's great. Um, now, what about verticals? Do you guys, you know, do you have any particular one that you, you really focus on or do you have, you know, focus on multiple verticals? Things you uh, don't it, do? <laughs> it, well, it's definitely multiple verticals. Um, stay away from government, um, state and local government and, mm -hmm. and in the broader sense. I had enough of, back, of that back in the, uh, the big five. But we, we've got a, a bit of a niche that we have started in K through 12 education. Um, okay. Quite a bit with private and charter schools and, and mm -hmm. it goes back to our Windows and Apple uh, presence that, that we have because so many of the schools have have multiple um, types of devices they have. Yeah. Uh, so we, we do have a good K through 12 presence and a good story to tell around that. And we do a lot with the uh, just charter schools in this area and, and some of the, uh, the private schools. Um, on top of that, we have a, uh, a significant niche as well in uh, CPAs, financial services companies. Okay. Um, some small uh, private medical uh, providers, dental mm -hmm. care, uh, a few medical practitioners uh, as well. And then uh, the other one that we're really seeing uh, to kind of a growth, and it's, it's all word of mouth, is in architecture and engineering. Oh. We have a few, and especially on the CPA side and the architecture, as well as the schools, once you know some of those applications and we work with them and support them, it's kind of a, a word of mouth that we we hear as you know as they talk to others. So, mm -hmm. um, and and we're we're also growing pretty rapidly in the furniture industry. Um, out that makes in sense. In <laughs> West Carolina, again, it's uh, we know an application that that is um, supported. That's it's very prevalent within the furniture industry and and mm -hmm. uh, throughout Western North Carolina. And the 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 owners of that application, as they go into new accounts, um, they they just bring us with them because they know we're not going to try to replace them. Yeah. How to keep it up and running, and especially with security issues and uh, that with new uh, new versions of the software that that are coming out, we've done it before, and so they, there's there's a bit of a trust there. Okay, great. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's always great when you can kind of specialize, and then also if you have you know another vendor, you know, bring you in to say, hey, look, you know, here's the application, but if you need you know for ongoing support and maintenance, I really recommend these guys. They they know it, you know, and so that's that's some of the best kind of business to get. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just real quick, I, you know, just this is like a personal curiosity of mine. You know, you mentioned K through 12 and, you know, reading the tech stuff, you know, that I do and I, I'm, I'm kind of into, you know, Chrome OS and those types of things. Do you do anything specifically for like Chromebooks and those types of things? Because I, I believe that they are in use in, in some K, K through 12. 
Yeah, uh, we, we have a little bit on the, on the Chromebook side uh, on our, most of our, our clients that we work with are, are not as, uh, they're, they're not using Chromebooks as, as much. Okay. We, we see that a lot in, uh, yes, there are, are some Chromebook you mm-hmm. there uh, that, that we have. I will say that our, the, the, the majority of our, our clients, they're using um, uh, other, other areas uh, okay. versus Chromebooks and, and yeah. You know, the Mac one-to-one is, but a lot of that has to do with the type of charter schools that we're and private schools that we're working with that are yeah. more, um, they have, they have some of the, the funds for that kind of, uh, kind of investments for their students. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause you know, Chromebooks are cheap. So, <laughs> uh, so, you know, in terms of, um, software, you know, do you, have you stand, do you have a, like a standard stack that you, Obviously, that you run, you have to run your business, but then also, do you kind of you know require your customers to have certain um, software or or hardware that, that you make them standardize on as well? Oh, we we don't require it, um, and, and okay. that's one of the things. Getting business, I've heard and talking to other managed services providers. Here's the stack, take it or leave it. Um, we really do support um, in multiple, but we we really try. When given a choice, we do try to stand up as much as possible. I mean, we, we do, uh, from a resale perspective, uh, we do a lot of Dell uh, okay. servers, PCs, uh, laptops, and, and we're to the point now, and especially with some of the, 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 the trade wars going on, and, and <laughs> we can't get computers in fast enough. Wow. Uh, so we have been buying Dell PCs and laptops. We keep them in stock, and, and again, we, we pretty much sell them as fast as we, we can get them in here. Uh, so we try to keep a couple um, on hand. Uh, so the Dell equipment as much as possible, and then Max. Uh, we also sell uh, quite a bit of Apple products on top okay. of Dell from a hardware perspective. Um, firewalls again. There's there's a lot of variations. <laughs> larger clients, um, the smaller customers, we we have a little more ability to. to I don't want to say dictate, but at least recommend. Here's yeah. what to go with and. Uh, the, the products uh, that they use and kind of the same with the uh, our backup solution is, is fairly well standardized as well. But uh, on, on the mail side, if you look at the, the applications, we do Google 365 and then there's still some clients using Exchange. No, okay. it's, it's a broad range. Got it. Okay. Um, now, you, you, meant, you mentioned already, you know, that you're getting referral business from, you know, other software vendors that, who you support. Um, but do you, do you kind of, do you advertise in any way? Do you, you know, do you have much of a presence in, in the Carolinas or, you know, for billboards or, you know, whatever? <laughs> um, actually this, this conference right here is my marketing budget for the year. Um, <laughs> we, we don't do any, um, we really don't do any sales or marketing. The, the, the extent of our, our sales and marketing, uh, that, that we, we, I guess that, that we, we do, mm-hmm. I found it pretty helpful, and, and I, I would highly recommend this for other managed service providers out there also. Every summer, uh, I, I, I go out and, and I recruit and find a really good uh, sophomore to rising junior uh, mm-hmm. marketing um, a person. that High school or college? College level. That okay. For um, that, that first summer internship and mm-hmm. some level to, to go through. Uh, I have a bit of an advantage. I also coach um, high school sports. Uh, okay. have a, a bit of a, a presence. I know some of the kids that have been mm-hmm. up through some of the programs. But if you can get somebody that's kind of hungry, it's it, eager, one of the 
besides you know, fast food or working at retail. Uh, it's a very inexpensive way to bring somebody in, flexible hours, you know, mm-hmm. You know, they want to go to the beach for a week and so they still have that kind of um, mentality, but teach them a few things. They update our website, do some social media for us, go to a couple of conferences and, and meetings. And I've used that as one, a way to give back because I think it's, it's been yeah. for them over the past five years and they see them all, all grow and progress to, to careers. Um, but it's great for us. You know, we have somebody in here, fresh, new, new ideas, and, and they kind of are our marketing budget. Okay. And it's, it's a little bit different, unique, uh, but it's been great. It's been very well received by our team. And, and I think it's been a, a good thing for the individuals as well. Cool. Yeah. And, and I also noticed, you know, you, you have some community involvement, you know, in, on your website where, you know, you, you, you kind of, you, you foster that, you know, Hey, let's give back to the community or, or volunteer and do those types of things. So. Right. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. I'm, I'm serving on a couple of boards uh, here locally for nonprofits and it's, mm-hmm big reason why I wanted to to have that flexibility of, of owning my own firm and being able to pick and choose some of the causes that we feel strongly about. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, understanding, you know, you're, you're kind of starting into services is, um, you know, probably a bit different than, than a lot of folks, right? A lot of folks just kind of just quit their job and go out there and try to do it all on their own from the, from the ground up. You were fortunate enough to, uh, you know, to, to find a company that was, that was willing, you know, with a, he was willing to retire and, and you were able to take over that business. But, you know, what advice do you have for someone who's just kind of getting started in this to, to say, Hey, I want to get into this business um, of, you know, managed service provider, IT service provider, any, any thoughts? Well, you know, it's it certainly, did. I, you know, looking back on it, um, there's quite a few things that, that I wish I'd known then what I know. And if I did, I, you know, would be where we are today. And yeah. we're, we're, the, the first thing is, uh, if you're just getting into this, realize the risk you're taking on, um, mm-hmm. importing somebody's technology, their equipment, and making sure you have and the, the right contracts and insurance in place, especially with cybersecurity issues. Yeah. You're dealing with client very sensitive data. And, and don't underestimate how powerful that is and how much of a responsibility you have to the client um, and also to your employees to make sure that you're protected, the client's protected, and you're doing right by them. Uh, I guess the other thing is don't underestimate the, uh, the importance of cash flow. Uh, company getting started, uh, it is uh, cash is king, and I really didn't appreciate it. I was fortunate uh, because of my some of the relationships I had before I came over to Blue Line that I form a, a board of advisors. And okay. the, the first couple of quarters into it, one of the first things they said is, have you opened a line of credit? It's like, no, why would I do that? We're doing fine. I said, open one today and get it when you don't need it. Mm-hmm. And probably within six months, it was maxed out. Uh, and, and uh, you know, other ways where we're going to find, you know, money for the next people. Uh, and, and growth is expensive, getting started. Mm-hmm. Expensive. Hiring people is expensive, and and don't underestimate how much cash it's going to take to run the business until you've really established um, your organization to make sure that the you know the revenue coming in, which which in our case and in MSPs, the revenue t- tends to lag the yeah. the, the costs by thirty mm-hmm. ninety days sometimes. Uh, so don't underestimate how much cash it's going to take, even if you're profitable. Um, you run out of cash. 
Gotcha. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously that's true for any business, but, you know, I, like I said, a lot of MSPs come at it, you know, more from the technical side and, uh, you know, don't necessarily have all the business skills that, that you had coming into it, obviously, because you, you know, with your, with your experience you had before, before Blue Line. So um, good, great advice. Um, so, you know, what do you think is kind of the best thing um, about what you, what you do, you know, in, in terms of, you know, managed services, IT services for, for all these different companies and, and those types of things? Interesting question. <laughs> you know, the, when I was back with um, uh, the, the, the big five consulting, uh, mm-hmm. IBM, and we would do a project for one of the large uh, Exxon Mobil or, or something. Uh, you're working there for a year and a half on the client. Um, you never actually see who you're impacting mm-hmm. you're, for what you're doing. And I think the difference here that, that really stands out for me, what we're doing and when we solve issues, uh, we see immediately the impact we're having on individual businesses and owners and the people that that's impacting right away. Yeah. And for me, that, that is, it's so much more rewarding to be able to see the, that, that you are making a difference and you're not just one more big cog and a big, <laughs> if it weren't for something we do, some of these companies would be out of business. You know, they get hit with ransomware, uh, they call us and you're able to uh, get in, find a way to help them out, restore them, and then you've got a customer for life once you do that. Uh, but they could be in real trouble if it weren't for the, what we do, a collect it's MSPs. Um, we, we really, I, I feel very strongly we're adding value to um, and providing a service to, to, you know, companies out there everywhere. Great. So what about the worst part? What's, what's kind of the, some of the things you don't maybe didn't anticipate or, or, or maybe, you know, kind of look down the road. It's like, uh, I, I don't really don't enjoy this part of, of managed services. Um, you know, I, it's a, a tough question. I mean, I have fun every day and that, that's, <laughs> You know, one of the main things and, yeah. you know, having the flexibility uh, that the people that we work with, I guess the, if I had to say the worst part is when you, uh, we've been fortunate in, in the, the people that we've brought in for the most part have been very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst part for, for me is again, understanding as, as an MSP and, and the owner uh, of an organization like this, you're also responsible not for your clients, but also for the livelihood and your, uh, your employees and their families. And so you have yeah. the right decisions for hiring and also for when it's time to let people go. And, and so a lot of times the, in this environment, we have, you know, a fairly small staff, you get to know people, you know, their families and mm-hmm. say some of the, Maybe the worst part, and, and maybe if I look back, some of the, the, the biggest challenges that, that I've had is knowing when it's time to part ways with an employee that's not working out. Um, you get attached to them. Yeah. You sit in the office here and everything else. And it, it's hard when you know them, their wife, their kids, and, and it's time for them to move on. That, that, that's definitely uh, the hardest part of this job. Okay. Um, switching gears a little bit in terms of, you know, the MSP community, you know, cause there are thousands of managed service providers, um, out there. Um, do you guys, invo- are you involved either yourself personally or do you have any of your, your folks involved kind of in the MSP community, whether it's Reddit or trade shows and those types of things? Uh, no, not really. Um, that's not something we, we have done at this point. Um, uh, that's certainly something we, we, we've considered, but we haven't involved in anything yet. Okay. Um, 
Now, technology, just technology in general, what, what are some of the technologies that you're most excited about today or, or coming up on the horizon? Uh, technologies on the horizon. Uh, so we're doing a lot with, um, uh, with wireless uh, now. Mm-hmm. And the kind of the some of the, the, the things I see on the Internet of Things, uh, as they say out there, and I've seen the, the, the vision of what it can do with being able to use um, wireless technology plus uh, big data and being able to, 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 to track data and, and performance issues and overall performance um, more on the manufacturing side and, and, and some of our clients that use um, more, more process-oriented work. Okay. I really see that as a, uh, it's, it's kind of a breakthrough technology uh, that, that, that's out there. You know, some of the other things that we see for, for schools, uh, there, there's a lot of different uh, technology platforms that, that helping with education and okay. teams and, and different strategies we also see for them. So it's, it's a broad range. Uh, I think the cloud is, is one of the things they talk about, but I don't see that as the, the future or anything. It's the present. Um, okay. What about uh, what technologies are you most worried about? What, what you know, anything keeps you up at night? Um, well, certainly the as I mentioned before, uh, the 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 external threats out there, not just for our clients, uh, but also the external threats that that we face. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we we can see you know monitoring our, our firewall, the attacks happening just constantly. And as an MSP, as we get larger and a little more of a presence out there, we become a bigger target because yeah. we have not just our data and our passwords and all of our um, access. Uh, we also have that exact same thing for all 200 clients. Yeah. And so if somebody were to, to breach us, um, we, we're going to have a really bad day. So when I think of what concerns me, keeps me up at night, technology, it's, it's going to be those, those cyber threats, and we are doing everything we can to not only protect ourselves, but also protect our clients. Because if we're, if, if for some you know, awful reason we get breached and, and they're, they're in there, um, there, there's a whole lot of other, other people that are going to be impacted as well. Yeah, and I, I know there's been some, some bulletins gone out you know, to say, hey, service providers, IT service providers, you, know, you guys are a, a, you know, you're, you're, you're a vector. Right. You know, because yeah. the, these bad actors out there know that you manage a lot of data and a lot of information for multiple clients. So it's like, hey, rather than hack just, uh, you know, one doctor's office, let's yeah. attack. Let's attack the service provider and, and get, get to 20. So. Right. Um, right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely a big threat out there. OK, we are winding up. We're now down to our rapid fire round. Um, so I've got uh, six quick questions here for you. Um, don't think about it too much. Just a simple answer, and uh, we'll go from there. Are you ready? Brilliant. Okay. So first up, Apple or Android? Apple. Okay. Mac, Linux, or Windows? Uh, if I say anything but Mac and Windows, I would be in trouble with my team because I'll show they watch this video. So I'll say Mac and Windows. Okay. <clears throat> Cloud services, Amazon, Azure, or something else? Azure. Okay. Um, coming when it comes to backups, local backups, cloud, or both? Uh, d- definitely both. Okay, great. Um, virtualization, should you always virtualize? Uh, no. Okay. 
<clears throat> and finally, which is worse, printer support or vendor cold calls? Oh, nothing good ever comes out of a printer. So <laughs> hey, printer support is, is just, that's something we avoid with a, with a, with a passion. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I need to go back and tell, I think printer support is, is definitely winning. Um, you know, I, need, I should keep a running tally of, of, of where we're at on, on that question. Yeah, every now um, and then a vendor cold call will come through for you. So you know what? Yeah. yeah. The printer never. Yeah. yeah. So great. Um, Jeff, before we go, any other, you know, parting words, things, things you want to let the audience know about before we go? Uh, not that I can think of good luck out there. So, <laughs> okay, great. Um, Jeff, thanks. Thanks again for being a guest and, uh, you know, hope, hope we get to meet face to face someday. Excellent. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. All right.